Today is day one of our journey of reading the Bible in a year. I'm so excited that you're joining me for this. And if you hadn't listened to any of the other videos so far, that's fine. But I just wanted to uh, get you up to speed with how this is going to work. So the plan is to read the Bible in a year, but this is a more flexible plan. We plan to read the Bible five days a week, Monday through Friday. And it leaves the weekends open for, you know, your personal business. If you get behind, you have a couple of days to catch up. If you want to get ahead, knowing you have something going on next week, it gives you that flexibility to do so. So, Monday through Friday, we will be completing our daily Bible reading. At the end of every reading, I will provide a few minutes of commentary and discussion about what we read, especially highlighting key points that we have to understand for future readings, because the narrative of the Bible is one complete story, and we want to make sure we don't miss important details in the text. There is a lot that you can get out of the scripture, and I would confess to you that I will not be able to get it all in the few minutes of commentary. There's whole sermons written on this stuff. But perhaps at a later time we can worry about that. But for now, let's begin. Today's reading is Genesis chapter 1 through Genesis chapter 5. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning, one day. Then God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. God made the expanse and separated the waters which were below the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse, and it was so. God called the expanse heaven, and there was evening and there was morning a second day. Then God said, Let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the gathering of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind, with seed in them. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind. And God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning, a third day. Then God said, 
Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He made the stars also. God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and to govern the day from the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning, a fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarmed after their kind, and every winged bird after its kind, and God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. There was evening, and there was morning, a fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle, and creeping things, and beasts of the earth after their kind. And it was so. God made the beasts of the earth after their kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creeps on the earth after its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth, and every tree which has fruit yielding seed. It shall be food for you. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the sky, and to every thing that moves on the earth which has life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Chapter 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed, and all their hosts. By the seventh day God completed his work, which he had done, 
and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made heaven and earth. Now no shrub of the field was yet in the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted, for the Lord God had not sent rain upon the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground. But a mist used to rise from the earth and water the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden toward the east, in Eden, and there he placed the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God caused to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now a river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divided and became four rivers. The name of the first is Pishon. It flowed around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. The bedellum and the onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris. It flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely. But from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky, and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the cattle, and to the birds of the sky, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper suitable for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs, and closed up the flesh at that place. The Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man, and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she has been taken out of man. For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother, and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked, and were not ashamed. Chapter 3 Now the serpent was more crafty 
than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it, and you will die. The serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die, for God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate. And she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. They heard the sound of Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, so I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you will go, and dust you will eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain you will bring forth children. Yet your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread, till you return to the ground, because from it you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Now the man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, and clothed them. 
Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. And now he might stretch out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out from the garden of Eden to cultivate the ground from which he was taken. So he drove the man out, and at the east of the garden of Eden he stationed the cherubim and the flaming sword which turned every direction to guard the way to the tree of life. Chapter 4 Now the man had relations with his wife Eve, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. And she said, I have gotten a man-child with the help of the Lord. Again she gave birth to his brother, Abel. And Abel was a keeper of flocks, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. Abel, on his part, also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and for his offering, but for Cain and for his offering he had no regard. So Cain became very angry, and his countenance fell. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door, and its desire is for you, but you must master it. Cain told Abel his brother, and it came about when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? He said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you cultivate the ground, it will no longer yield its strength to you. You will be a vagrant and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is too great to bear. Behold, you have driven me this day from the face of the ground, and from your face I will be hidden and I will be a vagrant and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. So the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance will be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord appointed a sign for Cain, so that no one finding him would slay him. Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain had relations with his wife, and she conceived, and gave birth to Enoch. And he built a city, and called the name of the city Enoch, after the name of his son. Now to Enoch was born Erod, and Erod became the father of Mehuyael, and Mehuyael became the father of Methushael, and Methushael 
became the father of Lamech. Lamech took to himself two wives. The name of the first was Ada, and the name of the other, Zillah. Ada gave birth to Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who play the lyre and pipe. As for Zillah, she also gave birth to Tubal-Cain, the forger of all implements of bronze and iron. And the sister of Tubal-Cain was Naamah. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, listen to my voice. You wives of Lamech, give heed to my speech. For I have killed a man for wounding me, and a boy for striking me. If Cain is avenged sevenfold, then Lamech seventy-sevenfold. Adam had relations with his wife again, and she gave birth to a son, and named him Seth. For, she said, God has appointed me another offspring in place of Abel, for Cain killed him. To Seth, to him also a son was born, and he called his name Enosh. Then men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Chapter 5 This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day when God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female, and he blessed them and named them man in the day that they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years, he became the father of a son in his own likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. Then the days of Adam, after he became the father of Seth, were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Seth lived 105 years and became the father of Enosh. Then Seth lived 807 years after he became the father of Enosh, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. Enosh lived 90 years and became the father of Canaan. Then Enosh lived 815 years after he became the father of Canaan, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Enosh were 905 years, and he died. Canaan lived 70 years and became the father of Mahalalel. Then Canaan lived 840 years after he became the father of Mahalalel, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Canaan were 910 years, and he died. Mahalalel lived 65 years and became the father of Jared. Then Mahalalel lived 830 years after he became the father of Jared, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years, and he died. Jared lived 162 years and became the father of Enoch. 
Then Jared lived 800 years after he became the father of Enoch, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. Enoch lived 65 years, and he became the father of Methuselah. Then Enoch walked with God 300 years after he became the father of Methuselah, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Methuselah lived 187 years and became the father of Lamech. Then Methuselah lived 782 years after he became the father of Lamech, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. Lamech lived 182 years and became the father of a son. Now he called his name Noah, saying, This one will give us rest from our work and from the toil of our hands, arising from the ground which the Lord had cursed. Then Lamech lived 595 years after he became the father of Noah, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Lamech were 777 years, and he died. Noah was 500 years old, and Noah became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Okay, so now let's talk about a few things from what we read today. Um, in the story of Abraham, jumping, a little, jumping ahead a little bit here, um, in the story of Abraham, there is a portion of Scripture where it talks about when God comes in the form of a man with a couple of angels, and they go and they meet Abraham and Sarah at their home. There's a time where God said that even in her old age, Sarah is going to bear a child. And what does she do? She laughs. She laughs because she, she thinks it sounds ridiculous. But then what does God say in return? He calls her out on it and says, Why are you laughing? Is anything too hard for the Lord? And that's the point that I want to start with. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Look at what we just read in Genesis chapter 1. Look how powerfully and effortlessly and confidently he made all things. And he made it so easily. This is the power of the Almighty God that, we're, that we deal with. This is the same power that is within all believers. The Holy Spirit that is within you is the same Spirit that was hovering over the surface of the waters. So, the power that created all things with a simple word is the power that exists within us. The power of 
an entire universe. The power of infinity is what's within us, what has been gifted to us as a guarantee of our eternal life in Christ. How amazing is that? Do we realize that? And if we don't, we really should, because that should empower us to realize what we have been gifted with. The gift of creation was within us. The same power that created all things with such effortless finesse is the same power within us. Now, what's also beautiful about the uh, book of Genesis is that there is so much that we don't know about the world before the flood. But the beautiful thing about it is that even though there's so much controversy, there's so many differing opinions about these things, none of them affect the true message of the Bible. They don't affect the message of salvation, the redemptive nature of Christ uh, coming into the world, the promised Messiah, acts of grace. None of that is affected by any of this, but it's still very interesting stuff. You know, there's several theories out there, and, you know, the whole book of Genesis could take hours upon hours of commentary. And to spare you that, I'll, I'm not going to do that. But there's so many things that we can, and I love that about God's Word, that there's so many things that we have to know for certain as a part of our faith and as a body of believers, we have to agree on certain things like baptism and salvation and grace and regeneration from the Holy Spirit, all these things that are core doctrines. But the book of Genesis how many, has so many unknown things, and it leaves let the imagination go wild, and yet it doesn't affect the bottom line. And I, I love that God did that for us, that we can converse and debate and and try and figure out these hidden things. What do I mean? So, there's several different theories out there. Um, for example, between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2, there's something that exists called the gap theory, where some people say that's when God made the angels, that's when Satan rebelled, and and the angels fell from heaven, because that's how he ended up in the garden. Um, and between Genesis 1, 1, 1, 2, millions of years have passed. Again, this is, I don't know where all this came from, but that's what people think. And then there's another common debate of how old is the earth. If we take the Bible literally, which we should, the earth is the oldest thing in the known universe. If you read the Bible quite literally, the earth was created before anything else which is pretty neat to think about. But how old is the earth? If you take the genealogies of the Bible, put them all together, the earth is relatively close to 6,000 years old. Now, the other side of that, which is called the old earth mentality and the new earth mentality, is, well, God created time and space Time means nothing to him. And like it says elsewhere in the Bible, that, you know, a day is a thousand years 
to God, you know, and so basically saying like time means nothing to him. So when he says he created everything in six days, was it a literal 24 hour, six days? Like we know it? Or is it a God size day, which could be millions of years? There are some people that debate that, but again, bottom line, it doesn't affect the narrative of the Bible, which is awesome. So now we look at the story of what happened in the garden. And it should sadden us every time we look at it because it reveals how, from the very beginning, God knew we were going to sin. It was all part of the plan. He knew that we were going to sin because he gave us the ability to choose for ourselves. If he made us mindless drones or automatons, robots, we would be compelled to obey him and love him because we had no other choice. But with the free will he's given us, he wants us to choose him freely. And he gave that opportunity to Adam and Eve as well. If you notice little things like in chapter 3, when Satan is talking to Eve, he says, Indeed, um, God said you can't eat from any tree in the garden. And the woman said everything that Adam said, but she added to his word. Now, what's interesting is Eve wasn't there when Adam received the command from God about the tree. So either she added that, or when Adam told Eve about it, he added that. And that's dangerous, because there's elsewhere in the Bible that says you never add to the Word of God, or you take away from it. That's not a good thing to do. Because she said that you should not eat from it or touch it. God never said you couldn't touch it. So, but then how she responds to it is the very definition of sin that we see in later part of Scripture, especially 1 John. Like it says in verse 4 of chapter 3, I'm sorry, verse 6, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, lust of the flesh, and that it was a delight to the eyes, the lust of the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, the pride of life. Those are the three types of sin that have worked on us from the very beginning. And they continue to work in our lives. Throughout entire human history, Satan has only had to use those three things, and we are captivated every time. It's pretty wild. The tactics are old, but they still work, so why, why change them up? And you can see the Lord's love in this as well. Even though he curses the world in response to the sin, which that we still are a part of that curse until the Lord returns and makes all things new, he shows his love for his people, not only in offering garments of skin, a sacrifice was made to cover the sins of Adam and Eve. But also he declares to Satan 
that he will be destroyed by a future man. Like it says in chapter 3, verse 15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. This is the first time in the Bible where we see the promise of the Messiah, the promise of Jesus Christ, that there will be a force of conflict between man and Satan, and someone from the line of man will come and be getting in the way of Satan's plans, and he is going to go for the head. He's going to do a headshot on Satan, and Satan is just going to bite him on the foot. He's going to be a little ankle biter, and which isn't scary at all. So how cool is that? It's been in the, it's been there since the very beginning. And then we see Adam and Eve, which um, they they leave the garden, which is very sad, of course, and and then they start populating the earth. Um, they only have two child two children in. And they already start killing each other, such is the nature of man. But one important thing to note, something that God says to Cain, chapter 4, verse 7. Why, is you, why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? What's the alternative? And if you do not do well... Sin is crouching at the door, and its desire is for you, but you must master it. This one is a tricky one, because sin is always crouching at the door. Um, elsewhere in the Bible, it says that Satan is always prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. And that's... A, a very clear picture of what's going on here. But now it says, what's very interesting, though, is its desire is for you, which is pretty obvious, but he says, but you must master it. How do we master sin? How do we have dominion over sin? It's nothing that you can do on your own, which you see when Cain is cursed and sent away, it says... In verse 16, Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. Very literally, sure, but also meant spiritually as well. He abandoned God completely. And he never was able to master sin because he left the source of strength. He went out of the presence of God. So, something to note for us as well. And lastly, Enoch, very first man to have lived a life and not have to die. He was so devout and so godly that he didn't have to see death. And perhaps one day we may be, may be numbered among, among him who uh, don't have to die if the Lord returns and raptures us all. But So there's a lot of stuff here. Um, and we can go all, over all this all day, but I really hope you enjoyed this reading, and um, we'll see you tomorrow.
Have a good day. God bless.